Why is it doing that? I thought you said you knew how to work this thing. We're turned off. All right. So, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of That's Bonkers, Bruh, where we talk about the strange and unusual, the interesting, and the downright bonkers. I'm your host, Mitch. And I'm Kelsey. And this week's episode is sponsored by us. We don't have any sponsors. This is our first episode. (laughs) (laughs) We just spent, you know, hundreds of dollars on a hobby because we thought this would be fun. Yeah. Hopefully we don't regret it. No regrets, babe. I feel like this podcast is either going to bring us closer together or we'll get a divorce. I can't believe you brought out the D word. (laughs) Only time will tell. Very first episode. Only time will tell. (laughs) It's been very stressful so far. Podcasting is hard. Yeah, the the technology aspect is not our strong suit. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We're Mm -hmm. just shooting from the hip here. We're on on a, a dream and a prayer. Bear with us, folks. Yeah. So before we get into it, should we introduce ourselves, Mitch? Should we talk about ourselves? Uh, it's probably good to set the stage here on, on what's brought us to today. Yeah. Why did we start a podcast? Why did we even do this? Good question. <laughs> I think I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not stressed out enough. Let's add more responsibility to our plate. Because why not? You know, two yeah. full-time adults with uh, a couple of kids, a dog, yeah. a fish, yeah, a bearded a dragon. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I guess we'll give a little snippet of us. I'm Kelsey. This is Mitch. We've been together freaking all our lives. Um, born and raised in Utah. We dated in high school. Got married super young. We still like each other. Most of the time. We'll see after this podcast. I don't know. Um, we have two kids. I'm yeah, a hair, I, yeah, I'm I, a hairstylist. I think the crazy thing uh, about us is, you know, not just the fact that we started dating in high school, but we've known each other really since like junior high. Yeah. And then uh, things didn't progress until the summer before my senior year. Well, yeah, because I was a child, so. Yeah. <laughs> you were only 15, but uh, I was only 17. It wasn't weird yet. Yeah, it wasn't weird and then, yeah, married. Uh, she was 18. I was 20. Yeah, let that sink in. I was 18. Mitch was 20. We literally cannot even check into our hotel room on our honeymoon. So embarrassing. We had to be drove through Nevada to get to California when we lived in Utah because we were going to California for our honeymoon. And we got a... Um, hotel room from your uncle. It was like your great uncle, right? Yeah, at a, at a casino. At a casino. They wouldn't let us check in. Mitch had to call his uncle late at night and be like, hey, we can't check into our hotel room on our honeymoon. And he had to come check us in because we were basically children. But here we are. How many years later? I don't even know. I'm 34. Thriving so. adults. We're thriving adults. Yeah. With, uh, so two two little boys, seven and eleven, that keep us busy. Good kids. Yeah. I smart. Mean, I don't know if I'd say we're thriving. I'd say some days I'm just surviving, but either way. Considering where we were at twenty yeah. and eighteen when you know we're, I mean we're still together, so I yeah. think I mean I think that covers it. Yeah, I'm sure we will have moments where we'll get kind of into the past and and all the things that have molded us to the 
phenomenal adults that we are today. <laughs> I guess. All right. Well, our topic today, I guess we'll just dive right in, um, is frogging. And for those who don't know, oh, I can't put my glasses on with my headphones. Oh, well, it's fine. I'm half blind. Uh, for those who don't know, frogging is the definition of it is the act of secretly living in another person's home without their permission or knowledge. I didn't know what this was until I came across the um, Hulu documentary, Frogging Hider in My Home, or yeah, Hider in My House. I binge watched that bitch. It was so interesting. Had you ever heard of it before, Mitch? No, no, no no background on frogging i think the other thing too uh not that it's like crazy important but frogging is p-h yeah o-g-g-i-n-g yeah i was gonna mention that yeah i guess the the term frogging was coined in 2014 from what i read on the internet who knows if this is true somebody might have just made this up uh but yeah it's spelled with a p-h and it came from supposedly like a real frog jumping from place to place is where that term came from, I guess. Just in case you're wondering. I feel like nobody knows about frogging. I always ask my clients about it. Like when I watched this documentary, I was like, oh my gosh, have you seen the frogging documentary on Hulu? And everybody was like, no, I've never even heard of that. It's a it's, wild concept. It's wild. And, and I think what we're going to get into today is you're going to see that like it can happen anywhere. Yeah. To like, anyone. Like just a a rando decides that they're gonna hunker down in your crawl space and come steal shit out of your cabinets for a snack. Well, we have a lot of critters in our attic living in the south. Like sometimes we get squirrels and sometimes I or something, I hope it's a squirrel, but I hear it up there and I'm like, Do we have a frogger or an opossum? I hope is a possum. I think we kind of uh, skipped a few steps there. So born and raised in Utah, <laughs> grew up like three blocks apart. So we we're basically neighbors. And then about five years ago, we kind of decided, I mean, partially because of my job, but um, we kind of just decided that we would move. Um, and so we started trying to find somewhere on a map that was within the te- the territory of um I sell software to hospitals, but uh, we landed in Charlotte. So, yep. I mean, depending on who you talk to, it's the South-ish. But mm-hmm. we definitely have lots of critters yeah. out and about. There's a deer in the backyard today. Yeah, it was huge. So, anyways. Anyways, ba- back to I frogging. <laughs> not deer. Not deering, frogging. <laughs> okay, so as I was researching this, I came across some... Uh, celebrities that have been victims of frogging. Um, Let me enlighten you, Mitch. Please do. Okay. So there was J-Lo. We all know her. We all love her. Uh, P. Diddy. uh, Brad Pitt. Rihanna. Pam Anderson. Good old Pam. And George Michael. I didn't know who George Michael was. Do you know who George Michael is? I had to look it up. (laughs) Yeah, I know George. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know. I was I, I was more hung up on Brad Pitt because I mean he Fight Club. <laughs> you don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I got to go back to it. So 
I did did a little research on all these cases. Some of them aren't that interesting. Like J Lo in 2013, someone lived in her pool house for a week, which I feel like that's not that crazy. Like her pool house is probably as big as our whole house, yeah, so they probably be just a like broke. Sweet cabana. Yeah, and she probably was like on tour or something. Um, P Diddy, the man stayed for 24 hours, and the thing that was weird about it, he showered there and used P Diddy's toothbrush. Interesting so, flex. So that's disturbing. <laughs> I wonder if it was, uh, I mean, of 24 hours, I feel like barely counts as frogging. Well. I mean, he it could have been someone that just stayed the night after one of his, like, you know, all white parties. No, P. Diddy was in there. He was, like, on, he was gone. He was doing something. Mm, okay. And, but the fact that he used his toothbrush, that's so gross. Okay, Brad Pitt. Um, it happened in 1999. The guy only stayed for 10 hours before he got caught, but he put on Brad's clothes and got in his bed. Like his jam jams? I'm not sure. It did not disclose that information on the internet. One can assume that it was his jammies because he did get in his bed. Hmm. So I found that also disturbing. Um, Rihanna happened in, she had a frogger in 2018. It was for one night. And um, he disabled the alarm somehow, and then he was just hanging out, charging his phone in the living room, and was found by an assistant. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny about that? Just charging his phone. The the guy didn't have a place to stay, but broke in to charge his phone. I mean, I guess he just was acting like he lived there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The last two are the weirdest ones. So George Michael... Somebody was living under his floorboards for four days. Wow. Under his floorboards. I don't even know how that would happen. And then I guess it was a lady and she like called his name and like jumped out or something. And they like had a confrontation. And he called the cops. Such uh, a surprise. Yeah, I've been, been living, living here. living your floor for the last... Yeah. But it didn't say how she got in or anything. It didn't say if she was like a, f- a fan, a stalker, a homeless person. I don't know. It didn't really, it didn't expand. Um, Pamela Anderson, which by the way, can I just say something? Uh, I can't wait to hear That's this. what we're here to do. Yeah. I love Pamela Anderson. I'm obsessed with her. Tell follow, me more. I follow her on Instagram. I don't know. I'm just obsessed with her. She's just like aging gracefully and she's just like beautiful and i just like love her she's a bad bitch (laughs) she's goals i don't know i just love pam anyway so she had a lady living in her pool house as well for several days this was in 2001 and pam was at home with her kids and they noticed that food and clothing went missing randomly and so when they found this lady pamela was standing in her kitchen I'm on first name basis with Pamela. She was standing in her kitchen and she was looking out the window to her pool house and she saw the lady in the window of the pool house. So she called the cops and they discovered that this frogger was wearing the Baywatch swimsuit. Nice. The iconic red Baywatch swimsuit. She was wearing it and it gets even weirder than that. That's not the weirdest part. She also had a letter claiming that she was not a lesbian but she just wanted to touch pamela anderson i don't know why she felt the need to put it in writing i don't know if she had references 
I don't know why it was in letter form, but she had a letter saying that she's not a lesbian, but she just wants to touch Pamela Anderson. I'm very confused, but so just she she got on the computer, hammered out. I have to assume it was handwritten. Okay, so regardless, we've got a, <laughs> a piece of paper that just talks about. I'm I'm definitely not a lesbian, a hundred percent. I not. guess. However, I need to touch Pamela Anderson. I mean, I guess. Like. She is a bad bitch, like I said before, so. I mean, 90s icon. Yeah. Like any straight man. (laughs) Maybe beyond straight men that. I don't know. That lived through the 90s will probably attest to. Yeah. That's okay. So that's, uh, I got more stories, but do you want to read yours and then we'll bounce back to me? Yeah. So uh, mine is a pretty iconic Frogger story, if you ever know anything about it's pretty frogging. gnarly though, right? It's it's a lot, so I think I should probably preface this with it it starts as frogging. Um and escalates. however, escalates possible trigger warning. There is some very dark components of this story. Um so we're talking about uh, a young man named Daniel LaPlante. Uh, born May 15th, 1970 in Massachusetts. Now, I, I on one hand, I sort of feel bad. I mean, like I said, very dark story. But when you hear kind of how things started for him, if you know anything about psychology, it's like the kid was bound to be just a jacked up individual later on in life. Mm, so yeah. um, suffered sexual and psychological bl- abuse at the hand of his father, and then as a teen, again, with his psychiatrist. What? His psychiatrist. That's next level. It's awful, right? Uh, Grew up in in Massachusetts, and, and like his property that he lived on was just full of junk, old cars. Uh, Kids described him as being an absolute loner. The people in the neighborhood said that around when, you know, when he was about 15 years old, he would just go disappear into the woods and no one really knew what he was doing out there. Uh, Diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder by his psychiatrist who allegedly sexually abused him. Um, But things escalated. Uh, So uh, LaPlante would start to break into uh, neighboring homes, steal valuables, uh, start to play mind games with them. Um, he started to like terrorize the neighborhood by, again, just breaking in, stealing stuff. Um, but where it starts to get uh, into the frogging episode here, uh, he became obsessed with this girl named Tina Bowen. Attended the same um, the same high school and everything like that. And... Um, he uh, he'd taken her on a date, so it, it had escalated to a point of them at least being, uh, I guess, mutual attraction at some point. Uh, took her on a date, but then um, I guess I, I don't know where this comes into play. But he had been accused of um, sexual abuse of sorts from someone from another school. Mm. Um, so that got back to Tina and she just cut things off. She couldn't, couldn't handle being around this kid anymore. Um, but over the course of several weeks that fall, uh, he gained entry into their house and, um, he found a, a spot in a corner in a crawl space 
that was it, it says it says online that this crawl space was no wider than six inches and then he would stay in there i don't know where his family was this kid's 15 right and true gone yeah. all night long obviously a troubled teen and everything like that and he would uh watch him through the walls and everything like that um the the thing that uh i think m- so Tina had had lost, I believe it was her mother, and was trying mm-hmm. to um, use a Ouija board to contact her with oh, a, a little sister and stuff. So again, not a not good d- vibes. Don't mess with that. Don't no. mess with that. Well, Laplante basically took that and started impersonating himself as a ghost, rearranging stuff around the house. Oh jeez. Uh, says that he emptied bottles of alcohol. He didn't drink them. In quotes, right? Mis- <laughs> Sure, it, sure, um, sure. Yeah, wasn't drinking it. We've all been there. Um, he uh, would drink the milk around the house. Uh, and then he started writing stuff on the walls on mayonnaise and ketchup. Marry me. I'm in your room. Come find me. What? Because nothing says marry me like a thing of mayonnaise, like a jar of mayonnaise and ketchup. And then, and then they found a family photograph and a knife was holding it into the wall. Mm, romantic. So, I mean, like I said, this kid. He's messed up. Messed up from Jump yeah. Street. It's like you, you want to, again, I, it, this is getting worse, right? This is just the tip <laughs> of the iceberg here. But you kind of want to feel bad, at least yeah, at the beginning, yeah. right? He was set up for failure, basically. Absolutely set yeah. up for failure. So, um, Tina... Uh, or Tina's dad was like, you, Tina, and your sister need to quit messing with each other. This is getting old. It's frustrating. Um, however, um, they were gone. They had all come home, and the t- there was a... Uh, it said someone had used their toilet. Yikes. I'll let you... <laughs> let that one marinate. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Gross. Um, someone blew it up. Someone blew it up. They came home. And found that the toilet was slightly used. (laughs) (laughs) We're so immature. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, um, dad, Frank searched the house and everything like that and, uh, found him, uh, in, in, um, their clothes face painted, wearing also a native American style jacket, ninja mask, and brandishing a hatchet. Okay. You don't see that every day. You don't say. <laughs> what happens next? Okay, so uh, basically they got away, um, but they, they found him a few days later um, in the cellar of the house, so he didn't even go very far, right? Um, mm. They got out of the house, uh, authorities were called and everything, and um, but, th- but they did narrow in on where he was hiding, this, again, little triangular corner, Um that he he'd said in and so anyways he was arrested spent some time in a juvenile facility his mother ended up remortgaging her house uh for 10 grand to get him out um and then again gets worse two months later committed his worst crime yet if you're triggered easily folks this is probably a good time to fast forward if you got kids in the car it gets um it gets really bad so uh, while awaiting trial, um, he uh, he was at home, 
Um, and uh, what he had done is he stole uh, a twenty-two caliber firearm from a neighboring house, uh, burglarized the home um, of the, the Gustafson family, which included a pregnant uh, nursery teacher, Priscilla, her husband, Andrew, and their two children, five and seven-year-olds. Wasn't the last time he broke into a house. Again, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Um, He... He ends up going back to this place where Priscilla is. Um, the, 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 the father of the family is gone. He ends up uh, raping Priscilla, shooting, aye, aye, aye. shooting her twice in the head. And then as he's leaving the room, comes across young William, takes him into the bathroom, drowns him. Jeez. Then later encounters Abigail, same time, same episode, who had just returned uh, back from school and was on the bus, lured her into another bathroom, and drowned her there. Golly. Then LaPlante simply returned home and attended his niece's birthday party for the evening. Wow. So anyways, uh, Dad comes home, right, to this horrific, horrific um, episode. That's terrible. Um, finding your two children gone, drowned in a tub, hmm. separate tubs, and then your wife had been sexually assaulted and then shot. He, um, I mean, fast forward, right? Uh, once they we tracked him down, it wasn't uh, wasn't too hard to put him away for the long term. Um, so, he, but he, the crazy thing, I, I guess I passed that's, over this. That's not the crazy thing. He was seventeen. Oh, yeah, I know he was young. They charged him as an adult. Yeah. But he was 17 years old. Oh, gosh. That's crazy. Like, I, I hope I hope your frogging episode is way happier because <laughs> I, I really came out of the gate swinging with this one. Wow, on that note, uh, woo. Yeah, so. Thanks for that, Mitch. Frogging. Is one thing, but like I said, that, that escalated that very quickly. There's a lot more you can find about the uh, the case, the um, both cases, both frogging and the uh, the horrific scene at the Gustafson house. Um, again, him being put away for life, and uh, I mean, yeah, I hope feel, so. Feel free to uh, do do some research on your own, but I had had about enough. Yeah, I actually, I briefly researched over that story when I was looking for my stories when I was doing research I didn't know all those details I kind of knew like that he had murdered people and stuff I didn't know every little detail I didn't know it was quite that dark but I was like oh yeah just don't have the mental capacity to research this type of story right now so mine aren't as dark it's a lot but thank you for that (laughs) yeah let's stick around folks we have something we have a palate cleanser we have a treat yeah Okay, well, do you want to hear my stories? I would love to hear your okay. stories. Uplift me. I'm I'm I feel like a weight's on my shoulders. Ooh, yeah. Didn't mean to do that to everybody. Um, I mean, mine are uplifting. They're just short little ones. But just definitely not as disturbing as yours, I will say. Okay, so Maruccio Damien Gruero, I think that's how you say his name, 
became obsessed with an OnlyFans model after finding her online. At first, his stalking was limited to the digital world. But by 2022, he had discovered her home address in New Hampshire. The 20-year-old even reportedly managed to steal the woman's keys. Once he had access to her house, Damien snuck up to the attic. There he would wait quietly until the middle of the night. When the woman was asleep, he crept into her room to film her. Okay. Wait. He couldn't get enough of the filming that she already put online I guess as an OF not. girl? Maybe she was only a feet girl and he wanted to see more. There's, I guess there's that. Yeah. That's OF a possibility. isn't always. Okay. Yep. You never know. True facts. The woman's mother first noticed something was wrong after hearing strange sounds coming from the attic. The police investigated, and in February, they arrested the man as he climbed out of the attic onto the home's roof. On his phone, cops found videos of the woman that had been recorded as she slept. Mitchell. Creepy. How exciting, though. (laughs) He admitted to entering her home at least four times. He also told detectives that he intended to put a tracking device on the woman's car. Cops charged Damien with four counts of burglary but he was bailed out of jail before trial. The woman was granted a restraining order against him. Well, I should hope so that she was granted a restraining order. Yeah, I can't imagine that was too hard to come across. You never know. Sometimes, it like surprisingly, it can be kind of hard to get restraining orders sometimes. But that's crazy. I mean, luckily for her, it didn't escalate into something more sinister, but that is so creepy. Just to know that somebody could be filming you while you sleep ew that's it's weird it's so weird weird. yeah so i guess if you're um a content creator be careful make sure that you aren't easily accessible outside of the virtual world i don't know how he tracked her down and got her keys and all that i didn't you know expand on that but i don't i don't even know if anyone knows how he did it but yeah you gotta be careful criminals are geniuses they really are it's scary Okay, second story. Are you ready? Hit me with it. I gotta catch my breath. I have like allergies today. Okay. Um, in November 2021, a person driving on a street in Hopewell, Virginia, noticed a man coming out of the crawl space under a home. The man had a backpack and a pillow with him. Suspicious about a possible break-in, the driver called the police. When the officers showed up, the man was gone. Cops took a little closer look in the crawl space and found cigarette butts and food wrappers. For homeowner Casey Falls, it all suddenly made sense. Falls told local media outlets that her four-year-old had been waking up in the middle of the night and complaining of strange noises for several weeks. Nobody in the family smoked, and yet the family had been finding cigarette butts strewn near the house. Falls believes the mystery man may have lived underneath the home for two or three weeks. They suspect that he was homeless, but he was never found. The thing that really freaks me out about this is that they had a four-year-old and she was like saying that she was hearing weird things and they just like wrote it off. Yeah. Ew. Like he could have broke in just living under their house for weeks. Disturbing. I'm confused as to why no one seemed to investigate that further. Well, I think he just like ran off. They couldn't find him. I, I'm I'm more so mean if there are strange noises oh. coming below your floor, like you don't have to go down there in the middle of the night to find a man that's sleeping on a pillow. 
and chain smoking. <laughs> but you'd think that like, hey, come morning, I'm going to go investigate a little. Well, I think they didn't hear it. It was just the daughter was complaining about it. And so they just wrote it off. Okay. Yeah. They just thought it was like her imagination or something. We've got kids. So I get that. Yeah. All right. Story number three. You ready? Um, yeah, him, I'm. St- I'm still. I'm still. Are you processing? I'm processing that. Are you one. taking it in? I'm still, like, and maybe maybe another tidbit of advice. Um, most crawls. We don't have a crawl space. We're just yeah. on a slab. Thank goodness. But I don't like a crawl space. They creep me out. I guess if you got one, th- th- throw a padlock on there at the least. Yeah. Something to to semi deter a frogger away. I know everyone's going to be checking their crawl spaces now after this. Do it. Yeah. I would recommend. Highly. Okay, here we go. In July 2022, police in Carson City, Nevada, saw a two-year-old walking alone outside the Children's Museum of Northern Nevada. When officers found the toddler's older sister, she gave the museum as their home address. Suspicious, the officers investigated and discovered the girl was telling the truth. Inside the museum, they found a hidden living space for a family of seven the father, Wilbert Calhoun, was the museum's janitor. His wife was the manager, the, like manager of the museum. Uh, <laughs> the couple and their five children have been secretly living in the building for months. As they continued to search, cops found weapons stashed in a storage room. A police report counted an AK-47 rifle, three handguns, a short barrel rifle, a pistol, a suppressor, ammunition, knives, and a taser. I don't know why they needed so much. Protect the Pro- loot. I don't know. I'm so confused. The room also included drug paraphernalia. Calhoun was arrested on weapons and child endangerment charges. Uh, the couple was both fired. No surprise there. You don't say. <laughs> Shocked board members abruptly closed the museum and pledged to investigate before reopening. Can you imagine how shocked you would be if... You worked out this museum or ran it or something, and you're like, oh, Betsy and her husband and, like, four children have been living here for months. Like, what? (laughs) It reminds me kind of like a back in the day. I I don't know how far back in the day. I'm just going to use that term. But, like, you would have, like, your general store and people would live above it. Yeah. But it's, like, reversed. You have this business and they're like down in the dungeon. I don't know. And what kind of, I mean, it was a children's museum, but what was in there? I don't know. It's just so random. I just have so many more questions. What led to that decision? Were they, did they get kicked out of their house? Did they not have anywhere to go? Why did they have so many weapons? Were they preppers? Did they think the end of the world was coming? Did they think they had to like, protect the dinosaurs and museum. I don't know I'm just so confused by all that that's why that's why I found that story interesting it was just different from the other ones and just very very odd it is odd it kind of sounds fun though to live in a museum as a kid I mean night at the museum right <laughs> phenomenal kids show I guess and so I, I don't I mean the, you have to I guess believe that they were probably evicted from wherever they were I would and assume. husband and wife were already working and they're like, hey, we know the ins and outs. As long as yeah. we get the kids out to school on time, no one will ever know that we're down here. Yeah. They're like, I got to be to work by 9 a.m. anyway, so let's just freaking sleep till the last minute. Spend the night. Yeah. 
and then kind of smart let's i guess after the kids go to school at 7 30 we can do drugs and i guess play with guns for a few hours before work starts yeah i mean i don't think the kids museum opens at nine let's think about this for a minute it's (laughs) always been a gripe of mine and i even saw something on instagram the other day that was like why do kids museums not open until noon like i've lived a whole lifetime before then my kid got up at six that's true they need to be entertained constantly. What? Anyone who runs a kids museum out there, can can we please get someone to explain to us why the kids museum isn't open at 9 a.m.? I mean, maybe some of them are. I don't know. You don't know every kids museum. Not every everyone around here. Everyone back in Utah. I don't the recall. The soonest was like 10 or 11 o'clock. And by then you've been up for like five hours. Yeah, that's true. All right, well... I'm excited about this next part. This, I, I hope I can keep it together. <laughs> I'm all, I'm already kind of giggly. Um, yeah. So we've got some hilarious Amazon reviews. I don't know why. I just I love funny Amazon reviews or just any online reviews. So we figured after Mitch's super dark, disturbing story, we'd have a little palate cleanser and end the podcast with something funny. Mitch is already laughing. <laughs> okay. Do you want to read one and I'll read one? I'm, I'm going to. Or gonna, how many do you have, Mitch? I think I have four. Okay. I'm real excited for you to go. Let me find mine. Uh, I can start. Okay, shoot it off because um, I'm ready. I'm going to try to keep it together. If I, I can tell you right now that if I wouldn't have pre-read these, <laughs> there's no way that I could have got all the way through them. Oh, I know. You don't got to tell me. I was crying laughing. Yeah. I I couldn't breathe. The kids were concerned. They came in, Dad, yeah. what's wrong? <laughs> because I couldn't breathe. Because you're just a, a man child and farts are always funny to Mitch. <laughs> always. So, perfect segue into it. So yeah. what we're talking about, these are all Amazon reviews from sugar-free candies. So uh, first one, buyer beware. I excitedly ordered these gummies as it looked like a viable option for me to have the sweets I so miss from uh, before my diagnosis. I had four pieces today of the watermelon, and the taste was incredible. The texture (laughs) was not perfect, but not bad for candy, in quotes. However, within 10 minutes, my stomach started to grumble. By the 30-minute mark, I was keeled over, vomiting into the toilet. Oh, my. (laughs) Which... What followed that is probably not appropriate for a review, but be warned, these will destroy your insides. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would be pissed if I bought some candy and it made me vomit terribly. I hate throwing up. Vomiting would be bad for sure. Usually uh, it's it's not the vomiting I think that gets people. It's the Yeah, uh, well, the we'll bubble find guts. that out. Yeah. It, it, yep. Okay. Just like my story, it progressively gets worse, but oh, in, a, in a funnier tone. In a funnier tone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. All right. Do you want me to go do mine? Please. Okay. Uh, the caption on these are sugar-free, painful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you laughing at mine or yours? Yours. Okay. Oh, Lordy, did these cause me problems? They taste very good for sugar-free and are easy to eat. The bag claims two servings per bag, but you would have to be mighty foolish to eat that many. 
two large handfuls left me writhing in pain, farting like no tomorrow, and stuck on the toilet for hours because I couldn't trust a fart was really just a fart. (laughs) (laughs) At some point late into the night, I accepted that I needed to take my asleep legs and bloated stomach to bed. I crossed my fingers, clenched my rear, and hoped for the best. (laughs) I don't remember falling asleep, but I woke up to no stomach pain. Seven-eighths of the bag is still in the cupboard. I don't dare try them again. I was thinking at some point I'll put them in a bowl and bring them to work. Who doesn't like free gummies? (laughs) Okay, that's just rude to take them to work. And you don't want to be working with people when they're blowing it up? Oh, I've been in a corporate building before. And and like a bunch of of full-grown, you know, men. And there's like two stalls. That's terrible. If if there's... Yeah. you, You don't need to expound. Maybe... Don't grab candy off your coworker's desk. You don't oh know what's in it. Could be a cruel joke. Yeah. Go ahead, Mitch. Next one. Uh, very tasty, but don't eat an entire bag at once. So to your point, it's always hard to find a keto-friendly treat that has a great flavor and texture, and these candies are really tasty. But I suggest pacing yourself. Don't polish off a whole bag in one sitting unless you are home alone. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already excited for the next one. Oh, good. I am too. Okay. So this one I found funny because she gave it five stars. <laughs> um, It was a positive review and the headline is keeps me regular. <laughs> okay. Was looking for a sugar-free candy and found these babies. The reviews were interesting. Mostly about the intestinal upset. Didn't scare me since I've been plagued with constipation for years. Well, I received them and ate a few. Then a few more. It didn't take long for my guts to start turning. Bathroom time was great. I got cleaned out. (laughs) Woohoo. Now I only eat these when I feel backed up. These are cheaper than any medicine you buy at a pharmacy and quicker reactions (laughs) to... Okay, well, I would not dare. I think I'll just stick to Metamucil. Thank you kindly. I mean, she found what worked for her, though. Whew, man, as an IBS girl, just reading these reviews makes my insides hurt. I, I'm, I won't be trying it. Uh, next one, three stars. Is no one going to talk about the farts? <laughs> uh, it's pretty short and sweet. These are okay. They scratch an itch for a sweet-ish chew, but dang... My wife and I have the most rancid farts. Ew. <laughs> I bet you she was so pleased that he put a review like that out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure he loved that. Oh, yours are short. Is that it? I got one more. Oh, okay. This one's my favorite. Okay, well, you want to do two in a row? Because I'm down to my last. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is from Jason R. Holly. And he, Jason says, for three, he gives it three stars. These things are delicious, but holy Hindenburg, Batman. I don't know what that means. Yeah, what the hell is that? Hindenburg? I don't know. Maybe it's a a joke that I don't get. Um, Okay, hang on. My phone is uh, frozen. Okay. Uh, What's the deal with sugar-free candy? It feels like every review I've done lately has included at least one bodily function, and that's just not right. Please don't get me wrong. These things are absolutely delicious and are pretty reasonably priced in a two-pound bag. But for some reason, my body just doesn't get along with them. To say they make me have gas would be an understatement. People can clearly hear my guts churning in large rooms. 
I wasn't aware they made X-Lax in so many vibrant colors and fruity flavors until about a half an hour after my first handful. I ended up sounding like the horn section of the New York, <laughs> the New York <laughs> Philharmonic Orchestra, and the show went on for hours. I'm pretty sure it wasn't my leg that broke during the performance. If they served beer and pickled eggs on a Taco Tuesday in a Mexican prison with a side of bubbly bottled water straight from the Ganges River, it wouldn't be half as bad as the cleansing effect of these gummies had on my intestines. <laughs> Note to self, order candles and Beano. I love how he described it. Well, that's an awful experience. Isn't it? It's like when you get... Uh... Get get the coffee running through your system. Oh Lord! And it, okay, <laughs> let's just stop well, while you're ahead. Yeah, Mitch. <laughs> let's polish this. Let's polish this uh, this segment off with right. uh, the last one called "Great for some spring cleaning." Oh Lord! <laughs> These are pretty delicious, but after eating a bag, my insides became my outsides. <laughs> I think I lost a good five pounds. They were yummy going down, but I can't imagine what would have happened if I'd eaten these on an airplane or something. Oh, my gosh. It was basically a religious experience. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The things that's funny that you don't realize, people listening to this, Mitch has read these already like 10 times. And it's still funny. I had, I oh, the first time reading them was brutal. Yeah, it was hilarious. Go do yourself a favor and just run through the the Amazon sugar-free candy section. Yeah, it's real. We literally found these off the internet. I was telling one of my clients about it, um, how this was going to be a segment. She's like, but are those reviews even real? And I'm like, well, I think they are because I keep finding a bunch of them online and they're all on different products, like different brands, different candies. It seems to be... A consistent issue. Yeah, there's so, a trend for sure. Yeah, so I love the funny Amazon reviews. We're gonna bring them back on another episode too, with something else. So absolutely, and, yeah. And I, I I haven't had a, a real world experience with sugar free candy like that, but I hope not to. I I did have a friend once. Oh really, um, Nate? If you remember Nate, yeah. Um, he was preparing for a bodybuilding show oh, and no. um, needed that sugar fix he's you know handful of weeks out whatever cutting and uh ate a whole bunch of sugar-free candy and at work with you i I wasn't there no he ate it like over the weekend and then but come monday morning we did hear about his religious experience i was gonna say did he have a religious (laughs) experience did he find jesus that day he probably did (laughs) sunday sunday was spent yikes yeah all right well I mean, that's all I got. Is that all you got? I think that's all we got for today. I mean, yeah. um, we're looking forward to uh, bringing some more episodes out. Uh, we will uh, keep coming with some new topics. If there's anything that you would like us to address, let us know. How are they going to let us know? We don't have an email I address know, yet. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get there. We're going to get one. I we're going to figure it out. Well, I mean, no. I don't think you understand how podcasts work. We don't, ha- we don't have an official podcast email yet. We're going to get one, though, and we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. We, we will let you know. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, don't eat sugar-free gummy bears unless you want to have a religious experience and find God. Um, and check your crawl spaces. 
Definitely do that. And I guess we're signing out. Signing off. Thanks, everyone.